One, two, three. Hello and good evening and welcome to Two Agile Idiots with me, Andy, and my co-host, Mark. Hello, Mark. Hi, Andy. Ha, we're back. We are. I love being back. <laughs> I do. <laughs> We've never been forward. No, never. Well, no. We don't look forward, do no. we? No. We always look back because we retrospect. We do. Constantly. It. Um, retro life. <laughs> retro life. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag, no, it's, you put hashtag at the beginning. Yeah. yeah not at the end. No. Uh, get, uh, you've got to get with bloody that. Bloody, no wonder I can't find any. No, you, you can't <laughs> find anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mark. Andy. Where are we coming from today? Well, unsurprisingly, given what's going on in the wider world. Ah! Shit! Sorry, carry on. You okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we are in the war zone. Mm. Um, on the, it's terrible. Oh uh, on the border of the North and South Pole. Yeah. Um, we're in the middle of a, a military conflict. Dangerous. Um, which is a huge, ferocious debate over who is the best pole. Who is the best pole, North or South? That's what they're fighting over. But we go to any length, which is why we're here. We're exactly oh. here. Okay. Ooh, that was close. Did you see it? Yeah, great reaction. <laughs> Matrix. Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Bullet time. <laughs> yeah, bullet time. So before we get stuck into the main part of our programme, which yep. I think you'd agree with me that we're both very excited about, um, we did get quite a few complaints about our uh, Agile Manifesto. Episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We I mean, had feedback. Feedback, and um, it was truly a case of any publicity is good publicity, yet it was bad publicity. Yes, which has resulted um, in no good. No, no, no good. Hashtag no, no. good. So, um, uh, you need to listen to it, but basically, a few of you felt that we were um, uh, effectively transgressing a fine line between blasphemy and, um, and fact. Hmm. Um, and uh, we, we took the Agile Manifesto, we discussed it at length, but some of you took offence. Now we listen, feedback, right? So we decided to uh, take ourselves to a, a very fine um, uh, house of God mm. um, and, and get forgiveness. So um, we did that last week, um, so we're going to um, just quickly play you uh, what what happened as evidence yeah and then uh, have a brief listen to this and then we'll get back to uh, our exciting programme yeah and I think the, the listeners will, will sense that we feel forgive forgived forgive forgave forgot forgoverned forgovenance anyway here it is Some of it wasn't his. <laughs> we have his friend's chip. Shh. 
You two, Neil. Right, here we go. What I want to know is, to you, Mark, and you, Andy, <laughs> two agile idiots, do you renounce Satan and seek forgiveness for taking the piss? Oh, I don't move it, no. We, we do. do. Hopefully you, you'd sensed um, in, in the church that Andy and I did repent. Okay, so um, now we are free of our sins. Um, repented times multiples. Mm, four. Uh, eight to the power of repentment. <laughs> repentment. Um, we are cleansed. Using our, cleansed, cleansed. Yeah, cleansed, we're cleansed. using our newfound cleanliness. Um, and we've gone straight to the top. Here on the phone, if we can maintain that. Should be working. Yeah. Um, we have Topaz Milbrandt. Wow. <laughs> scoop. Scoop. <laughs> Our first scoop. Is Our first scoop? third party, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is the foremost agile organisational design guru. On Earth. On Earth. Yeah. And some suggest beyond. <laughs> yeah, well, he Where we, we believe agile has been practised yeah. around the universe, yeah. so. Um, let's find out where he is. Yeah, well, um... I'm just going to dial his number. Yeah, okay. Okay, if you just... Okay, it's ringing. Okay. Hello? Hi, Topaz. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, how are you doing? Great. Really good. It's with me. Andy, you've got Andy and I here, um, and... Thousands of our listeners tuning in to hear what you've got to say to us today. Oh, guys, it's a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure is all ours. I, I'm amazed we've managed to find some time. Thanks. So, should we dive in? Do you want to tell us where you are? Yeah, yeah, sure, my pleasure. I'm, I, uh, I have a, a, a little hilltop place um, uh, in the Santa Barbara Hills in uh, Southern California. Oh, great. Make us jealous. How's the weather? Yeah, it's 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 pretty measurable. It's about uh, about seventy five degrees. That's about that's, I know what that is in your in your language. Eighty Celsius, I think. Yeah, around that, yeah, sure. And and it's um it's great. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's great. Good. Now I'm jealous. Mission accomplished. Oh no 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 no! Don't be. It's uh, it's snowing where we are. Oh, really? I've never even seen snow. You know, uh, it's funny you should talk about snow. We don't really get snow here in uh, Southern California. It's generally nice all year round. <laughs> no, well, that's just giving me a really good idea for a, a gift we can send you, maybe. Oh, guys, you don't have to do that. I, I'm, people shower me with gifts, like, all the time. Well, this one's going to be topical. We'll, we've got a mug. Well, thank you. Well, now you've told me what the gift is, I don't really want a mug. Okay. Mug saved. Topaz? Yeah, yeah. Good. Still with us. Um, so, question time. You're, you're a busy guy. In demand. Sure. Um, maybe we can find you some questions and you can, we can see where it goes. You know, guys, that would be a pleasure. And I, you just go for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got plenty of time. 
five to six minutes. No, 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 good, good. It normally takes four. Sure, go for it. So, what do you think about Scrum 2.0? Well, you know, I must admit to you, I'd never heard of it. That's enough for me. I, I, you know, you know, uh, I, I, I regularly talk with Jeff, and I regularly talk with Ken. That's Ken Schwaber, and uh, we have beer. Okay. And then sometimes we we talk about Scrum and the future of Scrum, and they've spoken about all sorts of things. Anything you can give away? Not really. So, Scrum Dot Two is on the horizon, and we should look out for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. So what those guys have been thinking about there is, is of course, Scrum is, Scrum is pretty much close to perfect, yeah. Um, it's not only is it close to perfect, it's almost close to, to, to nearly perfect, right? It's way closer than that. Yeah. So what they're trying to do with Scrum 2.0 is effectively not change it. Right. Right, so you get that. So the power of 2.0 is the fact that it's no different. This reminds me of something that happened back here in the UK. Have you ever heard of uh, a chocolate bar called Snickers? I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Uh, Topaz, it's uh, it's uh, Andy here. Um, uh, if you don't mind, I, I've got a question for you, if I can read Mark's handwriting. What did that say, Mark? So, so Topaz, um, you've obviously been around the world quite a lot, and you've probably seen organisations structure themselves in many different ways. And, of course, this, the same old argument comes up every time. Should a team be co-located, or can it work just as well uncolocated? So, Adrian, that's a great, great question. Um, you know, I I I I've worked in many organisations. You know, I am an I am an, I am the foremost uh, agile uh, organisation group, and I, I speak to them about this. And you know what I found? Do you do you know what I found? No. So what I found is that roughly fifty um, percent of organisations co-locate their teams, and roughly. The other 52% don't co-locate those teams. And so what we see here is a tension between organizations that feel they should be co-located in their teams and a tension between those organizations that don't feel like they should be co-located in their teams. So what I do is I don't get involved with that because it's basically too much hassle because it's their choice, right? So if I walk into an organization... And they're, like, totally co-located. I'm like, dude, that's cool. And if I walk into an organization that's not co-located, I'm, dude, that's cool. Sounds lonely. It's lonely for them, because they see less of me. I hope that answers your question. Yes. It does. Mark, have you got a question for Topaz? More than I thought when we started, actually. Uh, Go for it. Um... He's sending us down some rabbit holes. Powerful, powerful, powerful man. Um, but to try and stay on point in respect of, of your time, Topaz, uh, well, our next question was along the lines of, have you got any examples of great organisational design which our, our listeners can connect with? Whoa, that's a really, really, uh, really powerful question, um, Mac. So... 
I mean, are you looking for examples of specific companies, or do you want... What you're allowed to say. Sure, yeah, okay. So I am generally, uh, what I have to say right now is I am generally ruled by, you know, uh, NDAs, uh, their uh, uh, naughty disclosure agreements. So I, I can't say exactly who, who these guys are, or what, you know, but what I can tell you is that um, I can tell you what a great organizational design looks like. Would that, would that do your listeners? It would do them. Yes. Please do them. Generally, the reason why people call me into their organizations is because they don't have a good organizational design. Okay. So uh, I go in there, and what I, the first thing I do is what I spot, typically with a bad organization, with a bad organizational design, is one where there's no design present. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So what I generally then do is I will leave that company. And I'll go to another company where the organizational design is really good. And what that looks like is very, very different from the organizational design of a bad company that has bad organizational design. What I try to do in that particular scenario is I will take the good things from the company with the good organizational design and I will apply them to the bad company with the bad organizational design. One size fits all, you mean? No, it doesn't. Oh. No, no. In, in the same way that, let's say, for example, you went to one of your popular British shoe shops. Right. Yeah, like Dr. Martin's. Mm. Now, let's imagine that you have a size 9 foot. And you tried size 4 on. Would that work for you? Definitely not, no. No. Given that you couldn't put that shoe on, what else would you do? I could shrink my foot. Those companies where a good organizational design works and a bad organizational design... Blah, blah, blah. You see, I, I was trying to... I was trying to think... I was, I was actually found myself trying to think like you. Whereas I could have said, get a bigger size. I tried to go outside my box. Um, so, Matt, I would recommend... There's two tips for you. Don't think like me. Yeah, you cannot do that. So... A great organization that has a great organizational design is one that does not have a bad organizational design. When you say it like that, I'm, I'm almost feeling stupid for asking now. That's how clear it is to me. Martin, everybody says that to me. Everybody says, hey, Topaz, hey, you, you over there with the hair. Why am I so stupid? Incredible. And can I just add that not, they're not saying, why am I so stupid? They're saying why I'm... Are they so stupid? Thank you. I mean, that sounds like the true, exact opposite of Cinderella. So I'm, I feel like I'm being selfish, Topaz. I think I've got Andy here, and he's, he's literally squirming in his, in his, in his seat. Oh, I am, I am, I am, I am. In his oversized shoes. Topaz, um, OK, can we, let's fire one more question at you. Well, let's fire another question at you. Um, one of the debates which we always try to find ourselves uh, thrown into is this whole concept of a maximum team size. So, Mark, you've had experience of this, right? Yes. Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, huge, huge teams, ineffective. Huge, huge teams, effective. When we are exposed to that, we typically go back to the Scrum Guide, which says that the maximum team size should be um, uh, no greater than seven or nine, right? So, Topaz, um, you visited lots of companies, so what we'd like to ask you is, is what is the optimum, what is the optimum team size? Yeah, I, you know, I, that's a really good question, Andrea. 
You know, because what I what I generally find in those organizations that have great organizational design after I've been in there, given the, give them the great organizational design, what I generally find though is that the that the the, 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 the ultimate the ultimate team size is 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 as big as they need it to be. Right? Now, this is not a question of math. This is a question of philosophical debate. Right? Let's imagine a scenario, okay? So you're in an organization, you're in a great organizational design, you're trying to build a team, yeah? You just put as many people as you can fit into a room, yeah, and it'll work. But you know why? Because humans make that stuff happen, right? And this is what people are missing. Humans make it happen. So I was in a large, large company the other day, and I said to the guys over there, I said, hey guys, come over here, I want to talk to you about something. And I drew them a diagram of a team that was roughly, if, I, if my memory serves me well, uh, it doesn't serve me well. I've smoked a lot of weed in my life. But I reckon we picked a team that was roughly about 350 members. Okay. And they said, hey, Topaz, don't be a jerk. So we, so we went with that. We went with 350 people in the team. And you know what happened? Magic happened. Do you know what happened to that magic? Nothing. Bollocks. Topaz, so I think, so what you're saying then is that there is no maximum team size. And if there is a maximum team size, it's as big as the maximum allows. Do you, is, that, is that a correct summary of what you've just said, Topaz? Yeah, Angela, you know, that could be a good summary of what I just said. Um, but I'll leave that one up to you. Because at the end of the day, the choice is really yours. And there is no maximum or minimum, except that there is. And only through discovery will you know what either of those may or may not be. That's, that's um, I mean, I'm going to have to write that down, Topaz. That's, that's uh, I don't know, I'm crying, actually. <laughs> Can I get some tissues? Yeah, you should. Can you ask the next question? Because I, I, can't, yeah. I can't deal with this. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you... Thank I mean, you, Topaz. I'm, and I'm it, shaking. I'm yeah, shaking. It's a shame we're not on uh, Skype because you could see Andy's wet face. Soaking. <laughs> okay, so now now I've, I've got the next question, and I, get, I keep distracting myself going down your questions and your answers, and it's freaking me out, but I'm going to stick with it. You know, you know, uh, Martin, you really don't have to praise me this way. Uh, I love it, obviously, but... Um, well, no, actually, no, please, yeah, keep on praising me this way. I like that, I like that, I like that. Almighty One, which comes... This is a bit of a chicken and egg, but we feel that you may be able to crack it into some sort of omelette. Structure or Agile first? Well, Max, that's a... That's a, that's a tricky one. It, it's an interesting one, but it's a tricky one. Can you maybe expand on that a little bit for me? Yeah, so what, 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 we're, what I'm asking, really, is would you, would you change a structure, like, fundamentally reorganize how an organization is organized and then start practicing agility or would you go in and look at how we can become more agile then reorganize how you organize your organization yeah i knew it mark that that was a great question where did you come up with that made up events that have not yet happened (laughs) um that's powerful really powerful um topaz can we can we hit you with more yeah, sure. Yeah. 
So, Topaz, we've got a couple more questions for you. Let's get away from the work. Let's kick off our shoes. Let's maybe loosen our shirts, undo our belts, put on some soft music. That's what me and Mark do. That's how we relax. How do you relax, Topaz? Gee, you know, guys, that's a... In some regards, that's a pretty personal question, but I, I feel like I've got to know you two. Um... You're such, such funny guys, funny, funny, funny Brits, funny, funny Brits. So let me let me expand. On, I, 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 I mean, at the moment, I am relaxing, right? And so um, you're going to have to maybe close your eyes and uh, imagine while I describe to you how I am relaxing. Okay, so so what I'm doing right now is, um, you know, I'm a busy man. I, 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 I rarely have any time in the day to, to brush my teeth, change my underwear, right? Anything. So when I do snatch those little tiny moments to relax, this is how I do it. I I make sure no one's no one no one's gonna come visiting, right? I put a little sign on the door saying Topaz is away. I I, I I throw the phone off the hook or maybe into the pool or something. And then and then and then what I do is I generally what I do is I'll put on some soft music, things like Shalimar or um, maybe the, uh, maybe buzzcocks or something. And then um, while that's playing gently in the background, I'll, I'll slowly sort of stand in front of a mirror and I'll dance to myself. Yeah, I'll dance to myself in the mirror. You know what that does to your body? It relaxes your body. It relaxes your mind. And so what I then do is then once I've got to a particular state of relaxation, it's known as the Zen 4 state. And then when I'm in Zen 4, I have a very special box. And this is known as Topaz's Box of Magic. Now, for legal reasons, I cannot tell you what's in that box. But needless to say, what's in that box ends up in my body. And once that is in my body, not only am I relaxing, I am technically flying. And that's how I relax. I, I really, truly hope that answers your question. So, to summarize it, uh, Alex and Martin, what I try to do is I dance with a rubber doll whilst ingesting substances which send me to the moon and back. Illuminating, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I feel stoned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't do that on air. No. Because in the UK, Topaz, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in the UK, um, uh, uh, drugs aren't allowed. They aren't allowed. Um, shit all. <laughs> so can we um, can we ask you maybe just a couple more questions, Topaz? Yeah, yeah, sure, go for it, guys. Go for it. Oh God, you see? Sorry. Go for it, Mark. What? <laughs> ask the next question. It's really loud. Hold on, it's it's going. Oh, it's gone. Ah, go, uh, go. Sorry, Topaz. This is this is this is one I've been waiting to ask. Who do you follow on Twitter? Wow, you don't know? No. Is Andy answering? Is Andy answering for you? No. Okay, well, if you don't know, then I'll well I'll, I'll tell you anyway. I follow you guys. Um, oh, that's thank you, thanks, Tony. Not formally. Oh. But search for you and. See what's going on. I only follow one guy. Who's that? The Dalai Lama. Wow. That's what he said. So Topaz, sorry, it's uh, it's Andy here. Does the Dalai Lama uh, follow you? Very good question, actually, Andy. Um, he does. But does he? 
What did the... Uh, oh, what? Hello? Topaz? Andy. Andy. Topaz. No, over, over to you, Topaz. We'll both stop. Okay. Let's stop now and start again. All right. Andy? No, it's Mark. Oh, hey, Mark. Um, where were we since Andy fucked that up? I mean, I, I know he's... I'm comfortable with him saying that now. He knows I can tell him he's fucked it up. I can hear him feeling fucked up. You're going to have to ask that again, man. Can we can we ask you what uh, just two more questions, Topaz? Absolutely. What <clears throat> so Topaz, what does failure look like to you? Because what we generally find is in agile cultures is that at least in the UK we celebrate failure. So for example, when we lose the Olympics we all cheer. When we lose at football we all cheer. When well just when we lose, we just cheer. Um, how do you how do you celebrate, or rather, what is failure? What does failure look like to you, Topaz? Yeah, so I mean, this is this is uh, this. I'm prepared for this one. This comes up often. So, uh, well, what's failure? It's not success. Don't overcomplicate failure. Um, that's why you celebrate it because we celebrate the simple things in life. What I would say failure looks like to paint a picture in your listeners' ears, which they won't be able to see around there, but we they can feel it. They can feel the brush. Um, the brush of failure. Um, is it looks like rain when there's a backdrop of sun. So you know that that sun is where you want to be, and you stood here, piss wet through, knowing that you failed. Wow. Is that consistently all the time? Every single time. No, without failure, ironically. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the dryness and, and warmth of success right there in the distance. So, Topaz, I, I'm fully aware that time is that time is running out, so could we ask you just perhaps one last question? Absolutely, please. Oh, thank you, sir, thank you. So, um, and this might be difficult for you to answer, but let's, let's uh, go for it anyway. This is... I'm not sure it will be, but we can try. Okay, so um, do you, given that you are primarily based in the U.S. stateside, do you ever notice a difference between the cultures of U.S. organisations and U.K. organisations? Culturally, um, there's a lot more doing in the U.K. Uh-huh. Whether that be the right doing or not, okay, when shit's going down. And in the U.S., there's a lot of doing. Uh-huh. So a lot of stuff's getting done. Uh-huh. But you don't know if it's the right shit or wrong shit. Uh-huh. And it's as black and white as that, man. In the UK, we do things. Yeah. And in the US, you also do things. But in the UK, you know we've done things. But in the US, you also know you've done things, but you don't know if the things that you've done are the things that you should have done. Incredible, Andy. One, one take. Mark, how do you feel about that? I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm literally struggling for words. I know, it's um, weird how, like, when Topaz was talking, you weren't talking. Yeah, well, I was indulging myself. Um, Topaz. Yeah? Thanks, mate. You've been our first, and it probably the last, best, best guest 
The best guest we've ever had. Well, we've got nowhere else to go now with this. What, is this the end of the whole podcast? This series? is the top of from, the third part of the here onwards, it's like a, a slip down into, like, um, podcast Armageddon. Yeah. Hades. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast Hades. We'll get an agile project manager on next. Oh, who? Just to visibly show that we're walking down the road. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, okay. All right. But we should try and find a, an agile project manager because there's loads of agile project managers. Yeah, yeah. They're all over LinkedIn. They are they're in. They're in, aren't they? They are in. And what I love about, about our industry is that there's also, what, there's technical scrum masters. Yep. There's, um, that's it, isn't it? You're either an agile project manager or you're a technical scrum master. Or you're an agile coach that's... A delivery manager. A delivery manager. Mm. Or you're an agile coach whose main job is to get the team to do scrum. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. and deliver on time. Yes, Yeah. that's it. A.K.A. a project manager. Yes, Yeah. when you lift the covers off. Sorry, Topaz, I know you've probably got places to go and things to see. Hello, Topaz. Oh, oh, fuck, he's gone. Do you think it's something we said? Well, I think... um, uh, the reverse charge has probably ran out. Oh, bollocks, only put four quid credit. Yeah, that's pretty much that's oh. over the top anyway. Yeah, it is a bit, isn't yeah. it? I'm sure he's probably um, he's busy, so... Yeah. Actually, you know what, but between you and I, I think it was rubbish. Let's not, let's not do him again. No. I'm going to unfollow him on Twitter right now. What, with a name like Topaz? Yeah, is it his name? I don't was think he that's high? his real name. He was certainly he high? sounded high, didn't he? I mean... Very uh, educational. It didn't even sound American. No. He kept changing. He did, yeah. He was like two idiots. What is that? American idiots. Two American idiots. Yeah. Yeah, We should watch out for that. Yeah. He's probably trying to nick our show. 